0: You're listening to BBC Radio Solent. Alan Newman with you this morning. Our next feature is called Born Blind. And my guest is Tina Snow from a home on the Isle of Wight. Good morning, Tina. Good morning. How, how are you doing? I'm very well indeed, thank you. Tina, between us, we have agreed the rules that I can ask you absolutely anything and you really don't mind. I don't mind. Go for it. You were born blind, weren't you, Tina? So my first question is... Do you remember when you realised that you were blind? Was there a point when you thought, hang on a second, everyone else's world is different?
1: Probably when I was about two or three and I couldn't find my toys and Karen, my twin sister, could go straight to them. Um, yeah, and I also I used to throw tantrums a lot at night time and sleep it Daytime and be awake at night time
0: because I didn't know when it was night
1: or day.
0: I hadn't thought of that, of course. When you look back at that, was it a traumatic time or do you just accept it as being, I was born blind, that's what I I had to go through?
1: I, I accept it. I think it was more traumatic for my parents at the time.
0: Did they tell you later in life that they found it hard trying to work out how to have a blind baby?
1: They did, because there was no-one around to support them. Now, in this day and age, there's now much more support groups around, whereas then there wasn't much at all, to be honest with you.
0: As you got older, when you realised that you were blind, did you roll with it, or did you have a period of feeling resentful?
1: I rolled with it, but I think when I was about oh, probably in my 20s, um, I think I sort of, well, a bit resentful, by me? But it it didn't last long, <laughs>
0: And is that because that just isn't your personality, or you thought, there's nothing I can do with this? If I if I keep opening the door to this room, it's not going to ever help me?
1: It won't help me at all. So I, I, what, if you can't change it, stop moaning about it, really.
0: And that sounds like an ethic you would have got from your family. You know, they, we've got to get on with this and somehow accept it.
1: Yeah. Can I explain to you what my eye condition is? So people yeah, sure. understand where we're coming from. Um... Myself and my sister Karen, we were born prematurely, um, two months prematurely. I have an eye condition called retinopathy of prematurity. Um, It's now largely preventable. At the time, um, I was put into an incubator and had too much oxygen, which destroyed the retinas. Now the retinas are covered, so your eyes are protected if you're in an incubator.
0: Is that worse or better, knowing that it could have been fixed? And I mean that with respect to people whose children may have it, but do you think, oh, you know, why wasn't that ready for when I was a baby?
1: Well, I wish it had been fixed, but, you know, I can't hop on about it. What has been done has been done, really.
0: So you see nothing? It's You see whatever you define as being black is what you see, or you see light through oh, your eyes.
1: I don't have any light perception at all. My definition of colour is very, very basic, and I... Compare colour to texture. For instance, white, I compare with crunching snow underfoot. Black, I compare to thunder. That's one of my big phobias is thunder. I'll hide anywhere if it's thundering. Blue is sunshine. Green is the smell of freshly cut grass.
0: When people say, did you see that sunset? Or I'm on the radio going, did you watch it last night? Does it annoy you?
1: No, it doesn't, because I watch television all the time.
0: But well, you <laughs> refer to it as watching TV.
1: Yeah. I do, because everyone else... You wouldn't say, did you listen to that? Did you listen to the TV? It just doesn't roll off your tongue, does it?
0: No, you're right. What irritates you about people who can see?
1: I suppose what irritates me about people who can see is when they... If someone, say, offers you a cup of coffee or something and they don't tell you where it is... And you're like sweeping, and you're in a hotel or a restaurant, and you're sweeping around for this cup of coffee, and you sweep it off the table. It's when people just don't tell you where things are, and then you cause an accident, and you feel really clumsy.
0: Do you know that people who are sighted get not all, but some people who are sighted get very nervous around people who are blind?
1: I'm aware of that, but it's because they don't know what to do or what to say, and I would much rather them just ask me if they don't know.
0: Okay. Do you have you don't have any nicknames for people who can see? Do you? No. You don't call no. them sighters or something like that? No, I don't,
1: know, I don't, no. <laughs> what,
0: what about when you're at a zebra crossing or something and, and someone offers touches your arm without your permission? That must annoy you. You must think, um, hang on a second, come on.
1: It, it does annoy you because sometimes people can drag you across the road you don't want to go across. And I have had the instance when I used to work in Ride when I was crossing St Thomas's Street, a major junction, when a lady, an elderly lady, who was very kind, said, oh, you can cross the road now. And, she, and um, I didn't go because there was an articulated lorry coming up. She obviously <laughs> didn't see it or didn't hear it. And I thought, I'm not going to get squashed today.
0: <laughs> so I wondered whether you, um, what do you do when you dream?
1: You dream sound, you dream movement, you dream voices, smells. All the sensations are outside.
0: Can you explain that a bit to me? So when you wake up, let's say you've had a bad dream. That bad dream would have had... Sounds you weren't happy with?
1: Um, yeah, if I'd had a bad dream, I might. Sorry, I do apologise. That's my guidebook in the background. who's seen something? If I'm dreaming, I I would I would hear voices. Um, like I might have heard Dad's voice, who's sadly no longer with me. Um, had a lovely dream when I could hear Dad in my dream, and I could hear him whistling in the garden, and um, and I could hear him with his radio in the in the, in the shed, and um, and it was just lovely to hear those dreams, and it brought him back to life, really.
0: I mean, that's, it's, I'm trying to get my head around how you visualise the world in your mind. And I love the way that you described white as being a sound of crunching snow. Mm-hmm. Now, um, blindness is a broad topic. Some people will say they're blind when they still can see some things. Does that annoy you?
1: I was so on my real bugbear, and I say, and it used to be my parents' bugbear because, it, again, people don't fully understand what blind is. It's, I believe, only three percent of people who are registered blind are totally blind. And I'm, in greatest respect to people who have some residual vision, I'm not. Don't want to knock them, but it just the system needs changing, really. So blind should mean totally
0: blind. So actually, blind people annoy you more than sighted people. <laughs> <laughs> Is that fair? Is that fair to say that partially sighted people can really wind you up where the sighted people, they're not too bad?
1: <laughs> I think... I think... Um, i better be careful what I say here, but I We're think... We're both
0: that... going to get in trouble for this, but you're <laughs> blind, you'll get away with it.
1: <laughs> I think that may be a slight analogy because I think at least you can see something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're getting nervous now, Tina, aren't you? You're getting worried about it. Uh, so it's been lovely to have an insight into your world. And I noticed that, there, you know, even before we, we spoke uh, on air, that I wanted to check out with you. I didn't want to offend you or hurt you. Do you think that's more about me than it is about you?
1: I think it is, really, because sighted people are just... I mean, it's very difficult because if someone's recently lost their sight, there's lots of probably no-go areas because it's very sensitive and you've got to tread around them a bit carefully. But I think in someone in my situation just be yourself, and, and and it's going to heighten awareness of um, people who are blind by talking to them.
0: Tina Snow from your home on the Isle of Wight. I look forward one day uh, to meeting in person. I think we're going to get on like a house on fire. I Thank you. I would love you.
1: to meet you, and if I can be very cheeky and get the opportunity, yeah. I've always been fascinated with radio. I'd love to look round the radio studio at some point, obviously not at the moment because of COVID-19.
0: Definitely. T- don't say look round the radio studio. Sighted people find it very offensive when t- when, <laughs> <laughs> when, t- when, t- when totally blind people... <laughs> say these things. I mean, we, we get furious with it. We never say anything. We're very polite. Tina, it would be my pleasure to have you here, and thank you for being so honest. I hope it's been for a really interesting listen for everyone else as well. Uh, you're amazing. Thank you for listening to the show.
1: Thank you very much, Alan.
0: Thank you. Remarkable woman. Okay, let's get the latest Traffic and Travel. 23 minutes past nine. Here's Claire Whitehead.